Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, After Buzzers, and welcome to the Man in the High Castle After Show Season 4. We're covering Episode 2, Every Door Out. The Resistance is moving further along with their plan, but is it going to go as planned? Also, the multiverse and more. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the Man in the High Castle After Show. We're talking Season 4, Episode 2, Every Door Out. Which is just kind of an interesting phrase. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I love where they're going with it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Meaning every door is a way out? Yeah. I guess. Maybe. I suppose. Uh, well, we're doing that kind of pondering. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome co-host. Hey, everybody. I am Rachel Goodman. And uh, welcome if you're watching us live in the chat. And if you're watching later, please comment down below your thoughts on this episode. And we are only talking about episode two. And I know this is a binge show, but please, no spoilers. We're only going one episode at a time. So, you know, watch the episode or go back and relive those memories as going through our after show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this episode, Rachel? I uh, I love that we got a little bit more with Juliana this time, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, as, you know, I was saying the last episode we taped, which seems so long ago. <laughs> it's, it was in another universe. <laughs> I feel like, what happened to that time? But as we were as I was saying then, I really wanted to see more of yes. this alternate Earth that Juliana was on. And mm-hmm. I feel like we got a little bit more with that. Um, I also love that we got more with the BCR mm-hmm. and that we got, a, you know, we got to dig deeper into that world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I like that the show's progressing. I mean, originally I'd say early seasons, it's much slower burn. I like that things are moving along and we're getting a lot of different aspects of what this world would be like explored that maybe early on you kind of wondered, like, hey, would they touch upon this? Like I was saying for episode one and in this one, too, people who know what the world is like or even actually have a conscience understand that the Reich is wrong and like, hey, and I like that the show is exploring that because you you have to think like somebody's going to go, mm, you know, this doesn't feel right. But they get into that. Um, so let's start. We're going to talk about Elijah and Belle. So the beginning is where it kind of begins with that. We go to Oakland, 1961. So this is three years ago, which is kind of a nice little mini flashback, but it's giving us context because we heard about this a little bit. Um, we learn about Iquano and the this kind of the start of the BCR, the Black um, Communist Revolution. Uh, I thought it was interesting they mentioned they have allies in China. I was like, oh, cool. I was wondering where the other allies are. Which does make sense to me as a history major Mm. that China would have sided against the Japanese. Mm. That's a very good point. Yeah, so it makes sense. And when Iquano's talking, he constantly is saying that you, uh, it gets into this kind of rhythm. He says, you are doctors, teachers, and artists, and I need you to be soldiers. 
which is like, oh. And then they go through the fact of how many people have lost somebody and kind of what gets a resistance starting because some of the people, understandably, like, they're scared. You don't want to risk your life, but guess what? You're dying anyways. The people you love have been killed right in front of you in your own neighborhood because then they kind of have that uh, solidarity of everybody's lost someone. What did you think of that scene? I was going to say I, I love that everybody, including Belle, mentioned who they had lost and mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. um and just everybody chiming in it was like a chorus of people just uh, everybody had lost someone somebody obviously yep. and it was just very powerful to hear all the different names oh yeah oh, and, and how it affected each and individual. bell it's her parents it's yeah oh like, because uh, she's such a strong character and it was nice to see like where this woman started her revolution in a way um <clears throat> The, oh, and then the other thing, which we kind of mentioned episode one, I, I really like we're seeing this other group of people rebelling against the the Japanese occupation because we've seen Wyatt, we've seen some of the other people, Lem, but we haven't seen like such a specific tight-knit group rebelling, which is great because I'm like, oh, good. I was hoping like there would be other factions of groups that are fighting back and maybe they haven't had a chance to unify or understandably they're suspicious to ally with someone. And that even after Wyatt's group would fall, now we've got this other group that's still rising up. Mm -hmm. And they have the guns, so it's like, oh, they have the resources. So that's who we need to team up with. Um, so then that's when Wyatt kind of gets a meeting and Belle points out, like, they don't trust anyone outside their own community. And rather than that being a negative thing of us and them, but it's more a extreme view on self-reliance. And one of the things that was brought up, too, that I very much appreciated was they, the BCR specifically said, we've been fighting this fight much longer than you guys. Because yes. we know that this this world that is not ours... It is the same as ours up until World War II. Yeah. But their group is saying, no, 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 no. We had struggles before any of this happened, and we're still fighting a battle. And I, I loved that they pointed that out yeah. and showed that even, you know, like maybe for certain groups of people, it would have been a safer world. But for other people, no, this would was mm-hmm. never a safer world. And so I just loved that they showed that emphasis. And I like that Wyatt mentions he's Irish, and it's like they've had their own issues, too, of fighting (laughs) uh, against another white group, but still, like, another group, too. So it's like, he's like, no, I'm not exactly what you expect. So I liked, I like that character of Wyatt. I think he's fun, and he has, like, that charisma to get people to do something. And I think Belle, she's smart enough to know we need all the allies we can get. Like, maybe they shouldn't, you know... Invite Wyatt over for dinner, but, you know, it's enough to be like, all right, let's do this plan. They need the help, and it's a mutual benefit benefit um, for them. And also, it is the enemy, and my enemy is my friend. Absolutely. Uh, then we have, I was like, anything else with them? Yeah, so then, oh, yeah. Um, also, at the end, we just have that little bit of moment with Elijah and Belle, which I really liked how they had their kind of moment of intimacy. <laughs> I mean, they had the wild sex, but then uh, the, just their cuddling was nice to see uh, them being romantic and talking about a future. Um, can I mention, too, yeah. and I'm sure we're going to talk about this later, but um, Childan 
and his situation um, with I'm trying to find her name. Oh yeah, no, Fem- we're gonna get to them. Yeah, yes. but it, I just found it funny that they're talking, and then all of a sudden we cut to Elijah and oh, Belle yeah. being intimate, and it's like implying that it's the oh, same exact thing going on. I it, like it. Yeah. I hadn't quite thought that, but then that also leads into John talking with his daughters about like, hey, did you ever, did you grow up with black people? Yeah. Um. So back to Elijah and Belle, I like that they uh, have them as a couple. And we get to see that intimacy because I I know I've been on another show and we talk about that, like not often people of color are seen like dark skinned people of color are seen being romantic and sexual. Uh, so I like that it's like no these are this couple and they have a healthy sexy relationship. Uh, I know that maybe for some people they'll be like TMI whatever, <laughs> uh, but I liked their discussion about future and dreaming and children. So do you think she cannot physically have children because? It was a moment that I wasn't 100% sure because at first it goes, well, wait, are they saying no, they can't have kids because they shouldn't in this environment, which I get that, or there has been things in history of forced sterilization, so I don't know if that's happened to her. I took it to mean either way. Okay. Um, on the one hand, I feel like she Or was... an injury. She's been shot. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was trying to warn her against being disillusioned mm-hmm. by this reality that it could one day be a dream. Yeah. Um, and he was basically just saying, no, like, be realistic. We're not going to have a house. P.S. We're communists. Oh, yeah. We can't also, own property. I, I, I get what he was saying, but I don't know that he quite understands, like, in terms of, like, I mean, you could still have a house and maybe not own it, but still live somewhere yeah. and still be a communist. But I was curious if they get into what their philosophy on communism was and like why why have they chosen that as their why has the bcr chosen communism as their like philosophy of lifestyle i was just i wonder if we'll get into that um i mean there there can be plenty of reasons to choose it but i'd just be curious what they've decided in the show of like yeah how that benefits them as a society but Maybe um, we'll get into that. We'll see. But I, I feel like it was more of, you know, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, less about, oh, you can't physically have kids. And I, I almost feel like that they, the fact that they're highlighting this conversation makes me think that she is going to get pregnant. Maybe. Yeah. Well, because she also said they don't have to be my kids. They can just be kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it could go either way. What do you think? Leave a comment down below. Uh, and again, mention it, but real quick, we're only doing one episode at a time, so only talk about episode two. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, so then we have, Eli- we have Elijah and Belle. We talked about Wyatt and Belle. And so as you were saying, let's get to then we have Robert Children and Yukiko. Uh, man, I, I like Children and I want to like him, but it's such a complicated character too. Because in a way, it's like you're totally a slime ball for cozying up, being a kiss ass to the other side. But it's a way of survival. That's yeah. his way of surviving. Like, we've talked about survival. He even mentions later when he's having that kind of private moment with Yukiko. And, oh, that little tea ceremony. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you want to pour tea for me? And he talks about how he, like, hid and just ate rats and bugs. So, like, this to him is, like, he wants to keep his cushy lifestyle. Yeah. So, even if it means being with somebody who's not going to make him happy... Yeah, um, but I definitely sense that. I think she likes him. Oh, and I think. Oh, he, yeah. I think he realized it in that scene. I think so too. I think that's why they went from him and to her the sex scene to the sex scene. Because, I think that was good because editing. that yes. was. I think that that was their way of saying that even though they did not sleep together, 
in her Mental culture, chemistry. in her culture, and the way that he is, and the fact mm-hmm. that obviously he might not be physically attracted to her, that they basically made love in another way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We haven't quite gotten anything to indicate his sexuality and what what he's yeah. into. Uh, I think ultimately, the way he is, he probably would want someone who's Japanese, just because he seems obsessed. Yeah, because he's gone that direction. Like he's almost obsessed with Japanese culture. Which I mean, like you and I love Japanese culture stuff, but like we like anime and language and stuff <laughs> like that. But his seems like a whole other level. But again, survival. It's like I think if he didn't love it, he'd go crazy. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So we learn that there is going to be an auction that he's hosting. It's going to be a big deal. And he is, the general Masuda is going to be coming, also Shimura uh, Nagasaki. It's just this, like, not the run-of-the-mill amount of people. And he gets a visit from the crown princess, which I think the girl, Yukiko, um, I was like, yeah, Yukiko, I think she was jealous the way he was, the, the way Robert was looking at the princess and the princess is talking with him. I think she was like, I want to be his girl. And, like, in a way where she <laughs> couldn't, like, I think culturally she wasn't showing it, but we can yeah. tell as viewers. But it's just interesting the way that her reaction to it in, like, you know, a typical American might be like, hey, like, pay attention to me. Yeah, but, like, like, what's up? She was Stop like, it. let me please pour you tea. Like, yeah. it was, like, very She's calm. like, no, I like you. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we meet the princess again, which is great. So she comes to the shop and she's just kind of uh, checking in on the auction as well. And I like that also he wanted to gift her that art piece. And then she's like, no, no, I'll send someone to buy it. Yeah. So that was, I, I, I think there's something more going on with her. I think so too. I think she knows a lot more than what she's yeah. letting on. And mm-hmm. that we're going to, um, I feel like she's one of the best characters we have on the show. In terms I've, of the revolution and what is going to change. Well, because she has the power to probably do more. Yeah. Or rather, people respect her so much she could get away with it. Yeah. And it does seem like she is way more in the peace mind that I don't think she would approve of how harsh the Japanese have been to the Americans, like, after, like, just the regular day-to-day. Like, yeah. if she, I think if she witnessed, like, some of that behavior, I don't think she'd be okay with it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think she understands, like, they're the ones in power, but I don't think she likes brutality. Yeah. So, we'll see. Oh, because she takes up um, Togami's uh, life plan of peace and figuring this out. And then that was, oh, that was something from episode one. She's like, no, I'm going to stay until this is finished. Which was fun because it's like, oh, no, I'm not leaving. (laughs) So, I was happy that she's like, uh, yeah. Um, Then we have... There it is. Um, we have Keto. What else was Keto here? We have Keto and, oh yeah, Keto with General Yamura. So this is when they talk about the investigation. They're like, okay, investigation's over. Close it up. And Yamura seems to be like, it's done. Don't talk about it. Even Keto's like, but we'll, no, we'll keep investigating. And he's like, drop it. Yeah. I feel there's more going on there too. I think so too. And unless it's a, a situation where he knows for a fact who did it and he's covering up somebody who's mm. Japanese maybe who, mm. who he hired to take care of Tagomi. I think that could be a possibility too. Yeah. And then they went to the BCR and planted the evidence for Mingus. Poor Mingus. R.I.P. Maybe that would be a thing. Pseudo getting ahead of myself on predictions, but maybe that would be a thing to make Keto distrust his yeah. um <clears throat> his government in terms of like wait, you planted it and figure that all out and if it was our own people who killed him. Because he, 
even though he wasn't friends with Tagomi, he respected him. So I think there'd be something there. So he also gets they he gets the r- reminder Masuda's coming in and it's like, okay, this is very serious. And then we see that Toru, his son, totally has some PTSD going on. Can't even put the medal on. He's having that flashback. I think he might kill himself. Yeah, I think he might too. Um, I, you know what? And I, I don't want to say too much until we get to predictions, but I almost feel like he's another one who might be very much linked to the different dimensions. And, and oh, yeah, okay. Maybe. I feel there would be something more with him, or he's going to join the resistance because I think he doesn't like what's been going on yeah. either. Um, <clears throat> so the more, a little more of Keto, we get the auction day prep, and Keto luckily is pulled away because of his son, uh, that he doesn't really get to have too much evil hawk eyes on everything of watching what people are doing, getting the preparations. And I like, they're like, open the barbecue. And they're like, we can't. Uh, I'm kind of glad children stepped up. I was like, no, no, you can't like break it down. And I love how they called it a traditional American yeah, barbecue. Yeah, I was like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's a thing of the past. And yeah, I'd say that's definitely an older one. I'm like, yeah. I haven't seen barbecues like that. And I'm like, no, yeah. what? But, uh, oh, so the other thing with the son, back to, I know I said it more casually of him committing suicide but still i like that they mentioned he goes i wasn't well and i think it's a very uncomfortable thing for them to talk about and if you watch queer eye japan uh so good they they talk about how like as a culture japanese people aren't as expressive on emotions and like relationship things that are going on and like mental health and so i think for sure the son like that was his way of expressing I'm not okay. Yeah. And Keto doesn't know how to handle that so much. And he's like, you're going to be fine tomorrow. And his way of caring for his son is like, oh, you missed the interview. I changed the time for you. It was like, it it was sweet, except for being so domineering. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you're still going to this meeting. Yeah. I changed it for you. Don't worry. I made them think that it was tomorrow, not today. Oh, man, awkward. Yeah. But... We'll see. I feel there's going to be something more. But I do think Keto cares for his son, but he doesn't know how to express himself. Like, they had that awkward moment watching baseball, and yeah. it felt, I almost felt like I was watching, a, like, a normal family, mm-hmm. like, the father and son watching just a game. Just slightly awkward. Yeah. yeah. But just the whole thing with the medal, too. If he couldn't even put it on, yeah. I'm worried for him in this interview. I, I don't oh, think. yeah. I don't think he's going to make it through. Yes. And we, speaking of the, so do you think that plan for the party is crazy? I wrote down, I'm like, crazy plan. And yeah. yes, we're going to be caterers, which they got, so, see, here's the thing with the show. So many moments of, but I mean, this happens in real life too. So many lucky circumstantial things. Cause the two guys, Wyatt and, and um, I was like, the other gentleman who goes with him to children's office of like the store trying to, yes, we'll be caterers. And they probably wouldn't have gotten away with it except for the fact that the princess was showing up and so children's like, leave, sure, it's fine, go away, I'll take you. But you're just like, wow. I think, I just feel Lucky like it's very, it's very obvious that mm. they are not part of the group. Like, it just, mm-hmm. to me, it's a really terrible plan. I thought they were going to be dumb enough to have the weapons in the barbecue. Um, yeah. And then when they got to the back oh, with the pig. I... Now, here's the thing. If they're going to go ahead with this plan, great. Don't trip while you're taking the pig in. mm. Keto was like, what's going on? I thought that when they finally got the guns out of that pig, that Keto was going to be there waiting because it was so obvious and Keto was so suspicious. He luckily got pulled away too, but you know what? Sometimes in life, that's 
things are crazy circumstance. Yes. And with that, too, the barbecue and prep of everything trying so hard to make everything perfect. It's like, ugh, I'm worried for their plan. And then luckily the other resistance fighter was like, oh, yeah, no, I know Japanese. It's like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, we need someone who knows Japanese. Don't worry, we got that. <laughs> in perfect Japanese. Yes, you're like, hmm. <laughs> but it makes sense if he was living there, hopefully. It does. Someone who learned it. Um, speaking of awkward family, we also have John with his family. Uh, <laughs> so we go first get introduced to that with the Reich testing. They're doing the series of teams going in, the Welt Commando, and they're just grabbing secrets information from all over the world, which is super creepy. And I'm like, oh no, what are they going to do? And then that's when we also learn they're doing a lot of sabotage and altering any per, uh, advancements in the other worlds. I love that visual of that room with the, uh, the multiverses. What do you think of that? Um, well, I think we talked about this last time, but I'm just confused with why they are able to control how they travel. So I'm curious well. how they can do that too. Like yeah. how do they know where they're sending someone and And then in that room that it looked like so when John Smith stepped into that little room where they had the, the map. Mirrors? Yeah, yeah. It looked like Yayo Kazama. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, her her infinity mirrors. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Um where and she's a Japanese artist. Um it looked like some like one of her mm. artworks at, or her pieces. Yeah. And literally they step into this room and it's like, okay, you've got all these little globes of different worlds. Yeah. How do you know so much yeah, about which just is the, which? this one? And it's like, well, there's this one world and we know that it's exactly like ours except that the Germans lost. Maybe okay. they just hop in through the doors or the, the light tunnels, if you will, report back from where they went and just keep the notes of what they did on that test. And maybe. Th- maybe. And then what... So they, as you were mentioning too, they're bringing back like different. Um, also, the fact they can bring back stuff too. I didn't. I'd be curious on like how are they doing that? Yeah, yeah. and then also, I mean, they I guess, might not get into the details. I mean, I guess if you think about it too, every time we've seen Juliana or anyone else travel, yeah. they do travel with their clothes. That's true. So they could probably just stuff something in their pocket and call it a day. Yeah, I, I wonder if like you held something. If I, yeah, I feel like these are like the weird specifics, but we're like we want to <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, but I bet they probably. Won't tell us and it's like too my other question is when they're bringing things back from other worlds how do they know i mean i guess if it's working for that other world theoretically it would work for the germans but how do they know that something that was written up for that other world in a very specific place is going to be something they can use i guess they don't know and they just feel any knowledge is yeah knowledge so they'll take it uh that's also when oh we we get a mention of abinson and that he helped with mapping the multiverse, which is interesting because I wonder why he would help. Or no, he didn't help but, with the mapping, but he's been compliant. Uh, so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if we'll see him of... Because I felt like we barely saw him before, so maybe not. They'll just have mention or that was it. Yeah. Um, so then John, when he learns about like, oh yeah, when the, <laughs> when the guy's reporting like, you're a salesman. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, it's all right. <laughs> and the, the soldier seems so like, nervous to tell him i'm (laughs) sorry you're only this uh and his son's fine and then that's when he finds out juliana's alive he sees her in a photograph and you're like gosh darn it like no technology (laughs) and then he's obsessed because this is essentially the one that got away of i don't feel he's ever had a prisoner escape or foil his plan so to have this is like ooh. and he saw her travel so he knows that you know sums up yes yeah and also we don't 
exactly know how travelers... Well, Togomi, it's kind of like meditative state, but still, it's like the science fiction of it. They were like, ooh, I want to know how it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially when it's like now we know there's a difference between physically traveling and then... Yeah, just the mentally. Ment- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder if they'll... Ex- they'll probably explore yeah. that more, I hope. So then we get... Oh, man. So speaking of John with his kids, this... Man, uh, when we have Jennifer, she's back in school. It's kind of awkward, and I she's a good adapter because she's like, oh, I don't have the armband thing, uh, and she like meet we meet little Henry, which and, is like, mm. and she seems to know who to trust. I Henry think so a little bit. Thing I think seems, I trust him. Yeah, me too. He seems like he wouldn't rat on her. No. And if anything, he would just kind of want to quietly talk about things. Yes. Um, and also, like, he had a crush on her. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. And she's like, let me show you this music and dance for you all sexy. And I'm like, oh, they're so adorable. Young love. And she doesn't know how to quite express herself. Uh I thought that was super cute, but I'm just like, oh, no, no, this is dangerous. I was waiting for somebody who would oh, actually. somebody else? I was waiting for somebody to walk in mm-hmm. who would have actually ratted on her. Mm. Like, not the sister, not John. I was waiting. Like an employee or something Yeah, like that. or just anybody who was just happened to be working there. Or, yeah. like, you know, somebody, an unexpected visit from an officer. Mm-hmm. I just was like, like how- she can be, I, I mean, she's. She is naive and doesn't think about how dangerous it is yet because they have just gotten back. But still, we see the classroom scene where, like, we shouldn't be reading this book. And you're just like, uh. it was okay. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Because it was Merchant of Venice. Yes. And they were going on, like, you know, analyzing yeah. one of the characters for being Jewish. Yes. And then. <laughs> The one line was like, "Yes, but like I think it was something." If you prick me, do if you prick me, do I not bleed? Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, that means that you're saying Jews are humans, yes. so we shouldn't like we shouldn't it's be reading blasphemy. this." Yeah. yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like they are that strict, yeah. and it's the oh, it's the brainwashed children that's and like that teacher. Oh, she was scared. scared. I was like, "Who is she? Like, is she really?" Like, no, I think it's just that they've made the environment now that all the young people, because we had seen them riot in the past, yeah. Uh, and so I think it's like they can rat you out. And the thing is, those kids don't know a time before, so yeah. they're a lot hard. They're easier to brainwash yeah. into this is the only way. This is the right way. Though I would really think there'd be the random ones that would go. You know, because any always. society, there's always the kids that question it and go, wait a minute. Uh, I think Jennifer's luck- luckily a little bit older. She's probably like 12 to 14-ish. And I think her younger sister's probably more like eight, nine. eight to nine. Eight, yeah. Um, I don't think we've had their grades mentioned specifically. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so she's... Jennifer's old enough to know, like, mm, this isn't right. Like, she has a critical thinking skills. There we go. Yeah. That she understands the neutral zone. Like, hey, it's different out there. And spending a year out there, too. Was good for them. With Hank, in a way. who seems very much more open-minded. Level-headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hearing different music. Yeah. Even the mother, who, even Helen, who yeah. is now coming to terms with how things should be. And, like, her hair, we didn't really talk about it before, but, like, her hair was down, not pinned up and everything, like suction and like suffocated and it's like she felt more like like for a second because we had seen helen in the alternate world yeah. for a second i wasn't oh, yeah. sure which helen it was oh. because they seem more similar mm-hmm. yeah now that wearing she's the same kind of clothes breathe yeah yeah 
Um, so yes, Amy, oh, what a brat is why it's small children. Yeah. <laughs> Young children in most movies and shows, you're like, ah, oh, can we just get rid of that kid? And it's like, no. And, oh, but I, Jennifer, I do think, I think she should have done that. Maybe it'd be hard to have a boy alone in your room, but I feel that would have been where you could have done that record and not really worried about it, but as much. Um, so she does that, and Amy is a brat, and thank goodness, this is also where I'm like, well, thanks, Dad, for stepping in of, no, no, it was my record, it's part of an investigation, it's fine, <laughs> like, he's a good liar, he- smart liar. He's a good guy, too, when it comes to things like that, because obviously he's done some really awful things, yes. but in terms of, you know, doing the right thing for his kids, yes. lying for her, and even Amy was like, He but. lied for her at another time. Yeah, because yeah. then towards the end of the episode, when he tells her, uh, you know, like, did you go to school with black kids? Did you know them? All of his answers didn't actually answer the question, but it answered it enough. Like, were they nice? What was it like? And it's like, oh, I didn't really know them, and just passed it off. And I like that Jennifer's like, you lied to her. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. She oh. knew. <laughs> she knew. She's like, nope, that's a lie. Um, and Jennifer crying to her mom going, I don't want to stay here. So hard. And I think he does recognize that, and I'm curious I s- if he cares. I think he or does. Or he's going to do something about it. I yeah. think he does. I don't know if he's going to do anything about it, no. because I think the problem with him, I think that we know, we know this can be a good person. We've seen him do good things, even in yeah. this universe, or in this dimension. But um, I think that it's always, there's always a battle going on inside his head, and I think that he does care tremendously mm-hmm. But the battle is, well, no, I can't do anything about this because she needs to stay here because she needs to fit into this society because I need her to survive. And I think that's part of it is he knows if he leaves them out in the neutral zone or, you know, in Montana, it's just not going to. Doesn't feel it's safe. No. Well, the other thing, too, I wonder for him is, like, um, what he'll do with those his kids and think what's safe and how I wonder if he'd let them – the older daughter oh he has to let his daughter go back to helen or not and it's essentially saving face for him because we haven't had it yet but before when his wife wasn't doing so well like was out in public and not doing so well i'm wondering when other people be like where's your wife and like your daughters Uh, though technically that might be overstepping and inappropriate for them to ask that now that he's so high up the social ladder but it doesn't look good for him on a social level that his wife left is not back you know, and now the yeah. daughters are back. So I'm wondering if that's where he might be like, it looks bad for him. Because he's supposed to be like a family yeah. man. And like, well, what happened to your family? You're supposed to be this picture poster perfect person. Exactly. So, but we'll it's see. at the same time, Helen made a good point that it's very dangerous to have the daughters back there. I think it's going to be so dangerous. Especially for Jennifer. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's going to be able to go back to being um, what they want her to be, the poster child. And, and I think that she's at that age where she won't be able to necessarily stop oh, herself. and do the uh, testing. You yeah. know what? Maybe that will be it. Um, back to my other prediction from before. And I know we're not to predictions yet, but her thought, I, I think one of the kids is going to die, but maybe that's it. It's her te- She'll get tested, and then that will be his, like, last straw. Or he'll prevent it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so then the last little bit... We get a tiny little bit more with Juliana that I was like, oh, yes, this at the very, very end is someone is watching her. Really creepily watching her in the car. 
I don't know what that is, which <sighs> we'll save that for predictions in a minute, which we'll do our special segment and then do our predictions. So our special segment is our reality in the fiction. So we'll talk about what are some... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that is an awesome uh, soundbite. We'll talk about, like, what are some real historical aspects that are in the show, and then maybe how they're not quite as accurate. Rachel, take it away. So, uh, for this particular episode, we saw a lot of literature, um, and so I just wanted to mention that first. We saw uh, Du Bois's The Soul of Black Folk, which was published in 1903. Yes, that is a real book. Um, it's basically a book that really spoke on um, the black culture in America, and um, it was seen um, just coming right off of the website describing it. Uh, Souls offers an assessment of the progress of the race, the obstacles to that progress, and the possibilities for future progress as the nation entered the 20th century. So obviously Nazis would have seen that as being propaganda and mm. not fitting their vision. So that is why that book would have been burned. So it's amazing that they have it. There, if, This is all going back to the BCR meeting when mm -hmm. we saw in the first part of episode two. Oh, Belle was so excited about all those books. So and the, she's like, I yeah. want to read all of them. So that was one of them. Uh, Nefertiti was another book they had. And the reason why that would have been controversial is because uh, Nefertiti was huge with her husband. Um, she was the queen of Egypt and wife of Pharaoh Ak uh, I'm not going to pronounce this right. <laughs> Akhenaten, I believe, during the 14th century BC. Um, but the biggest thing is that they only worshipped one god. And so as we were talking about last episode, the Nazis, even though they were outright Christian, uh, they one of the things that they were starting to develop was this belief in, um, it was kind of like um, belief in gods in um, like agriculture hmm. so it kind of would it was just very radical and yeah. she as a female ruler would have been radical um the other thing is that they there was a book on Karl marx um uh, mm -hmm. for for people not familiar obviously this is the black communist rebellion um taking communists from the communist manifesto which was written by Karl marx um which was essentially you know the um the the book that became the basis for communism. So mm -hmm. um, the last thing I wanted to mention is not literature. It's that at one point they mentioned um, Willie M. Bill Pickett. Um, he was actually a real guy. This was an, a piece of artwork that they mm -hmm. had. Um, he was a real guy, a cowboy rodeo, Wild, wild West show performer and actor. Mm. Um, in 1989, Pickett was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so now we'll get into some predictions. I like hearing the history stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Like how much history they put in there. All right. Expanding upon and saying again, yes, I think uh, either Jennifer is going to die. Maybe it's Jennifer or not. Because I think that would be, yeah, it'd be more likely for Jennifer to die than Amy. Uh, and also I think, or... It will be something like she'll get tested again and John will stop it and not to lose her and maybe that will make him change. Or she'll get tested, come up positive. Yeah. Then he'll kind yeah. of sneak her. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I, yeah, I want some of my dark people to turn to the light <laughs> and keto set, like, come, but I don't want them to lose somebody. But I feel so many of them are so ingrained that they need some big loss to make them switch sides. Yeah. Um, I think my big thing, I almost wonder if the person stalking, following Juliana is actually a good guy. Oh, I hope so. And it's that like, it's, please. yeah, like it seems kind of creepy right now, but yeah. I'm wondering if it's a good person mm -hmm. and um, it's going to be somebody we already know Oh, from the earth that we know. 
Yes. That'd be nice if, like, yeah. maybe it's John or... Um, yeah. That'd be really... Yeah. Well, what was her other guy's name? Um, um, so not Frank, but the other... Frank. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, Frank. If Frank, if Frank's alive in this yeah. world, too. Yeah. But I don't know um, if he'd be stalking her. Maybe. Maybe this No, because would maybe be... that's a different thing. Yeah. Or um, they've heard about the multiverse or something like yeah. that. Or maybe there are some other people that know about it and know that, you know... A, a more positive spin that maybe seems sinister at first. I agree. Yeah. Um, do we think this plan is going to go well at the auction? No. <laughs> As you shake your head. No. Uh, poor Wyatt. R.I.P. <sighs> yeah. Calling oh, it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Juliana and Wyatt together. They were actually a cool yeah. te- team. Not necessarily romantic, too, I, though they were a cute couple that way, but I like them working together. Yeah. Um... But she's not there, so that's true. Uh, I don't think the auction's going to go as planned. It might not go... I think they'll f- finish it, but it will be, like, maybe 75% of his success rate in yeah. terms of maybe they'll get... They'll make the statement enough, but I think we're definitely going to lose some people. Um, ooh, maybe Elijah's going to die, and that will make Belle even stronger in the cause. Yeah. Um, I could see that happening maybe. too. Yeah, because again, it's the it's sadly the characters that, who have the big losses that make them like really dig in their heels and do more, or you know, um, go forward with more conviction because they've lost someone they care about. Uh, I I don't. Oh, we didn't really talk about it much, but I wonder if we're gonna have more with Russ Gilmore. So that was the guy that Juliana was kind of. Dating ish. I didn't like him. Yeah, I, I almost here. Oh, you know what? Here's another prediction. Mm. I almost thought Russ was a Nazi spy. Oh, and that he, you know, I, I don't, I don't trust him. I feel really weird about him, and maybe right. he's the stalker. He. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a little suspicious because she is so guarded with him. Understandably, so I'm like. I'm glad she sli- sleeps slightly and was able to wake up that somebody was there. Um, it does seem weird to have him and not do much with that character. So maybe. Yeah. And I wonder if she'll open up to anybody about the multiverse. But it'd be so hard. Because the problem is she can't really prove it. And that's this is why it, it kind of annoys me that they jumped a year and we didn't get to see much yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we will get to see anything from her time there. Because I wanted to know mm-hmm. how she handled it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she, obviously, I mean, not that she wants to go back, but I'm just kind of confused at this point if she is just planning on staying where she is. I think she is. I yeah. think she's not planning to leave, but I'm wondering if she can leave by accident. Yeah. Like, if something's going to happen and if you would jump on accident somehow through worlds, uh, or if it would be, if it's a muscle you have to, like, practice working on. Yeah. You know, does she have to exercise that ability or does she lose it uh or can she practice it because like Togomi seemed to be practicing it that he could do it rather easily yeah but I wonder if Juliana is going to go that direction where she can do it I mean she we kind of see it I think with her meditations but I wonder if we'll explore it more where she could use it to on the offensive rather than just observing yeah and actually do it like team up somehow or if she could hop back to where she was from and then come back like could she just go back and forth is there a limit on it is it too taxing on the body or 
so many questions about all the details on this, how it all works, which I hope they seem to be giving us a little bits here and there, but I wonder if we'll really get some stuff explained, but maybe, maybe not. We'll yeah. find out. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. All right. Um, so that covers it on the episode two of Every Door Out, Man, the High Castle. Make sure to click that subscribe button so you're up to date when we release the other after shows. So we will be doing these only one at a time. Again, one at a time. So please, no spoilers. I know this is definitely a really easy show to binge, but just one. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, <clears throat> make sure to click, oh, iTunes, five stars, and leave a comment about what you thought of the episode. So, Rachel, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter <coughs> at Rachel Goodman or on my author Instagram at Rachel Radner Author. If you are a fan of his dark materials, we Ooh. are doing the After Buzz uh, show tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's such a good show. It is amazing. I just watched episode two today. <laughs> and then three, I think, came out today, too. Yeah. So it's Sundays. Oh, my goodness. Um, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And then also I'm on Box Office Breakdown. We talk about what movies came out over the weekend as as well as the My Hero Academia After Show, which Rachel comes on from time to time as well. So thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.